0: is the best example of how two people can trade the same strategy with vastly different results as structure is massively discretionary to the person viewing. Yep. And even within that structure, how you trade that structure as well. Yep. Everything from the zone of structure. Some people use zones. Some people use specific levels to how you trade it within that zone to is it a major level of structure, a minor level of structure, important level, non-important level? Do we take the extremes of the wick? Do we take the closes? I would say there's only one thing worse than that. Trend lines. <laughs> There's only one thing worse than that, trend lines. There's only one thing worse than horizontal support versus trend lines. I've seen people go wick to wick, body to body, wick to body, body to wick. How do you know what to ignore, what not to ignore? I'd even put Elliott waves before trend lines. At least the Elliott wave traders I know have specific rules on how to identify their, their starting points of their waves trend lines is like man it's if you thought price action trading and regular support and resistance were discretionary right shoot trend lines how do you know but i suppose like once once you're it's when you're a trend line trader it's something that you've worked on it's a it's a skill no different than reading a price chart so the same way that we look at ebbs and flows and we can ignore certain small moves in the market for the bigger moves. Um, a trend line trader is the same way. They have a natural eye where they can see, hey, these are the highs that I need to connect. For, and this is not really a high. This is kind of a fake out high or, or an insignificant one versus these are the lows I need to connect. So an experienced trend line trader will do something like that. It's the newer ones that get into trouble because they they, they come out the blocks trading trend lines. But they, don't, they don't have that eye. So now they're, just doing, they're doing whatever they want, where it's like, um, I connected it here to here because that's where I wanted it to work at. So there's a massive difference in that as well, where again, this goes back to what we talked about earlier, just with understanding how to read a price chart. You take an experienced trendline trader, they have this, this sixth sense, this, this intuition where they can, they can tell what spikes or bodies, however they're doing it. They can tell what to ignore and what not to ignore they can look at this chart and be like you know that move right there false break Mm -mm. false break not even i'm ignoring it and they're consistent in their approach like that again same it's it's the same exact ways of reading a price chart where it's like hey i draw i drew from this high to this low right here but well i ignored kind of all these little small moves in the middle But go back and think about to when you first started learning to read a price chart, right? There was zero consistency, right? You were all over the place. I've seen some people shoot me messages and every single candle was a new trend. It was like I took the high to the low of that candle. Then the next candle was a new structure high. I'm like, what? And of course, you get through that process, right? Because that's... That's a natural process as all, all of us go through. It's probably the biggest stuck point we get to. But you get through that process by practicing and training your eyes, right? The more you practice, the you, more you train your eyes, once you understand it, it starts to make sense. I was talking to Steph about this yesterday. Um, we were talking about major and minor structure and just kind of clearing up one step at a time some of the confusion. Where it's like, okay, look for, you know, only look at your higher time frame for major structure. Only look at outside levels of, of uh Structure as your major ones, inside as your minor ones. He's like, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's like one step at a time, like learning a little bit better each day that helps you see it better. And then eventually when you practice that, you get better on the charts. Um, But think about the majority of traders out there, not the unique little circle that we have here at tier one, right? Think about the majority of traders out there. Are Are they spending time practicing on the charts? What do you think? I had a piece done on me yesterday um, and they asked me what was my favorite um, basketball player growing up or my favorite sports athlete growing up. I said Allen Iverson. So it brings you, it's, it's perfect. It brings back to that Allen Iverson's most famous speeches. He said, like, practice, practice. I can imagine a new trader coming in. Hey, um, so how long you been trading? Um, you know, start a couple of days ago. All right. Wh- what have you done so far? You know, read a book. Watch some YouTube videos, all that fun stuff. Ready to trade live, baby. Um, <laughs> you don't think you should, uh, you know, maybe at least go demo trading first? Maybe practice? Practice? <laughs> practice? Come on, man. You see all the money be made in these markets? You see what Bitcoin did yesterday? Did you see the move I caught on Euro Dollar yesterday? I'm in these markets making money, man. And you sitting here talking about practice? Practice? Really? Come on, man. Picture that all the time, man. But they don't practice. They don't practice, right? So if they don't practice, do they ever train their eyes to see anything consistently? No. No. So then they, they never they never get a feel for how they should be drawing trend lines, how they should be drawing ebbs and flows. And if they never get a feel, there's no consistency in their approach. And we all know the thing, right? Consistent analysis plus consistent execution equals consistent results. They can't even get past the consistent analysis part. So you're not going to get to the other two. So that discretion is is... There's always going to be subjectivity. There's always going to be discretion. But you can fine-tune it. You can fine-tune it, but it, it, just like the conversation we had earlier, it it starts with a feel. It starts with experience. It, it starts with a, a sixth sense, intuition, if you may. Um, and intuition isn't this magical thing. People think intuition is this magical thing where you're, just, you're born with this natural sense of, of feeling it's right. No, in, intuition is is developed by skill development. It's developed by practice. It, it's developed by subconsciously it, when you're going through the process of of, of, of testing and training, just timing the markets in general, your subconscious is picking up on things even if you're not. You're seeing things in the market. And, and that intuition comes from when you take a look at the chart and you're like, it's going to go bullish. And I'm like, well, Darren, why is it going to go bullish? I, you know what? I can't I can't really tell you why a but I know, like, I know when this setup, when price does that, we tend to break out to the bullish side, and then that's the cool part because once you start to identify that, man, have you guys ever been there where you see something you're like, I, mm, I know it, ah, I, I, I don't, I don't know why a but I, I, we're good. I, I just have that feeling, right? The difference between a professional trader and the struggling trader, struggling trader probably never gets there. They don't have that intuition, that feel, that gut feel because they never trained enough to really get it they're just guessing guesswork right it's different um the difference between us is we go back to the conversation we had beginning about testing once we have that gut feel then we start putting in the work we start asking ourselves that question like okay what am i seeing and then you do your chart homework and you're like okay all right so it was this followed by that and then you write it down And then you spend some time in the charts because you're doing it anyway. You start looking for it. and like, okay, let's see how many times when this does that, this is the result. And you start doing like that good old eye test I always talk about. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Well, damn. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. Then you start assigning some rules to it. Okay, for the stop loss, one ATR, target 127 let's see how that goes okay ah 127 is a little bit too much let's try this okay and by this point again by this point you're trading especially if you're here with tier one with us right you know all about strategy development right you know how to develop a a trading plan it's very easy for anyone that's been with us for any amount of time to put rules to something right is is making something rules-based hard Maybe finding the rules are, the exact rules are, but like if then thought process, right? Program it, if then, if then, if then, and then you take that, what you saw, which was that intuition, you assign rules to it, you do a little bit of testing on it just to prove your theory correct, right? You don't go out there and blindly trading it. Then all of a sudden you have something new that you can add to it. You're still doing historical testing, but not as much historical testing as a brand new strategy. And that's that's the difference. That's the difference. That's the different difference maker. Make yeah. The next the next level of testing. Yeah. Look, at, it's cool that comes comes full circle. Steph says, "I don't understand how people can be uh, confident in their approach in the markets if they don't do back testing." Um, I, I I don't think people are confident. I think people may think they're confident. I I, I don't think they actually are confident. I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, I I guess you could be confident and bad. I, I guess confidence doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you being good. But I think people just think it's easier than it really is. Right? You see a lot of people in sports like that as well. Like a lot of sports fans are, you know, they watch from their couch and they're like, how did he miss that shot? He was wide open. I would have made that. Would you have? I don't think you understand how difficult it actually is. We had, um, we worked with a trader here before. We've had a few professional athletes that have been here of tier one with us. Um, And, you know, I give sports references all the time. So I always get emails like, like you're you're so right. Like they have, and I played collegiate sports at a low level, division two, right? Which is, you know, higher than what most people have ever gotten to in life, but, you know, nowhere near professional or division one. And you have no idea how difficult it is to execute at, (laughs) not the highest level, but even the level before the highest level. Like to make a practice team, to make a professional practice team is extremely hard. To become a division one athlete is pretty hard. To to become a college athlete in general is pretty hard. To become a high school athlete is pretty hard, right? Basically anything from like when you're six years old and everyone gets to play because it's participation is extremely hard. But you'll see a lot of people that are, you know, from their seats. I can do that. I can make that throw all day. Trading is the same way. I could do that. And they don't actually see what it takes until they get into it. And then by the time they get into it, it's it's too late or or whatnot. And the bad thing is that people are hyping them up. So at least with sports, you know, you have your friend where it's like, come on, dude, like you couldn't play. You couldn't take that hit and, and get back up. Stop. No, you're wrong. In trading, it's the opposite because you got so many scamming people out there. They're hy- Oh, yeah, it is that easy. Let me show you how I made $1 million in the last month with this broken arm. Anyone could do it. I have a strategy so easy your grandma can do it. So they're like they're feeding this this negative thought of yours, like yeah I am good. And then they know they're taking your money. (laughs) They're taking your money. People used to hate us. This is this is a long time ago, right? Before the reality of before preaching the reality of trading was cool. I don't know how many of you guys are around then, but like. The reality of trading didn't used to be cool. We used to get hammered because Graystone and myself, and even go back to like Jason Stapleton and 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 everyone at Trade Empowered, we'd come out and be like, Yeah, trading's hard, you're probably gonna fail. And we get hammered. You're not, you're you're bad, you're you're discouraging people and stuff like that. i like, well, not no, I'm not discouraging people. Like, I think anyone could be successful. Just the chances are you're going to fail because you're probably not doing things the right way. You're not approaching it the right way. You're not hearing that from most people because they're more concerned about taking your money and actually helping you. So people have this false sense of confidence. And then when it doesn't work, they there's so many factors to blame it on. Oh the markets, uh oh, Trump, uh oh, COVID, uh oh, broker, uh oh, Brexit, uh oh, tsunami, uh oh, whatever. <laughs> there's so many so many ways to shift blame and in general I don't think people are good at I know people aren't good at accepting fault at putting the blame on themselves just in general we're just not good at that as human beings it's easier to find the easy way out easier to find the easy way out Going back to the trend line conversation, Cody says, I'm um, going back in time with these with the chat because I'm a little bit behind. He says, um, We should see them as a general idea to add to your confluence. For me, I wouldn't trade them with trend lines, but I use them as extra confluence in the trade idea. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, I don't have anything against trend lines. Yep. I draw them on to give guidance all the time, where I'll draw flags and ascending triangles. And I don't really care about connecting the dots right away, but I just want to get an idea of what kind of the a, a, a visual help to see what the market is doing. Bobby says, classic IG Forex ad. All use trend lines, but like you say, as long as you have a rule to keep it consistent, it's all good. Um, I don't think how people can be confident without backtesting. Again, I, I don't either. There's no way to have a true belief without backtesting, let's put it that way. Without manual backtesting. I even think, um, I was talking to a trader the other day about automatic back automated backtesting, where you just, you know, you, you plug it in and it just gives you, spits you out an answer in like 10 seconds. Um, I don't think that do, I don't think that does you any due diligence in the beginning. I think it I think it If I think now I think if you've already done the back testing, I did this with Jim Jim Hodges on a platform because he's he creates, um, you know, he, he does a lot of automated stuff. I think if you've already created something in the beginning and you've back tested it and you have built confidence in it, but you're looking to add a filter, maybe you're maybe you're looking to do a, a comparison test, right? An A B test something like that where, hey, how does this entry compare to that entry? I think automated backtesting comes in handy there because now you can shoot out a quick answer instead of going through 10 years of data. You can be like, okay, I, I know my general, the premise of the idea works, but what if I were to make this small tweak, would that hurt or help this, the setup? I think it comes in handy then, but that's again, that's after you've already done your manual testing, after you've already seen that your general idea works and you're, start making, you're starting to make tweaks, kind of like Andrew with your daily chore where you've got something that works, But now you're trying to see, like, the difference between, okay, what would a 1ATR versus a 2ATR target be? Stuff like that.